Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. And lastly, that pour out my spirit to save the Lord. Good evening, everyone. This is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast here tonight with uh, brother uh, Pastor Bill Farron 
He's an evangelist. We have him tonight. Pastor Simons is out. I think he will be here a little bit later on tonight during the program with us. But Brother Farron's here tonight in his place, and we'll be uh, speaking tonight on the radio show here. If you have any questions or comments, uh, please give us a call during the broadcast tonight. 701-225-5133 is the number for that. If you have any other questions or comments and you'd like to text those uh, during this broadcast tonight, uh, give us a, a text, 701-290-7862. And if you're out of country and if you have any questions or comments and you'd like to email us, uh, you can do that at robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Again, that's robertsimons58 gmail, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. And you can too, also you can just let us know where you're listening from. We'd like to hear that too. Again, this is the Tell Like It Is radio broadcast with Brother Farron. Brother Farron? Thanks, Seth. Um, it's good to be on the Tell It Like It Is program with you all tonight. I want to thank Pastor Simons for allowing me to uh, share some things with you tonight. We're looking forward to the Lord doing good things. I want to share some things from the Word of God with you tonight. Um, I want to take my text from the book of Acts chapter 11, um, which is a, uh, a reaccount of what happened in Acts chapter 10 when Cornelius and his household received the gift of the Holy Ghost and were baptized in the name of the Lord. And uh, Acts chapter 11, beginning at verse 12, says, And the Spirit bade me go with them, nothing doubting. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me, and we entered into the man's house, And he showed us how that he had seen an angel in his house, which stood and said unto him, Send men to Joppa, and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter, who shall tell thee words, whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved. I want to take um, uh, my message from this text tonight. Notice in verse 14, he says, Who shall tell thee words? Tonight I want to tell you words, and these are biblical words, because the text goes on to say, whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved. If you ever wanted to know the words that would save you, these are the words that um, that uh, Peter had rehearsed with Cornelius and his household. We're going to come back just in a few minutes and get into this. I hope it's a blessing to you all tonight. And uh, uh, we'll just let the Lord have his way and allow the scriptures to speak tonight.
This is Bill Farron sitting in for Pastor Bob Simons on the Tell It Like It Is show. And uh, we're looking at the book of Acts chapter 11, uh, verses 12 through 14. And I want to read on a little farther as he tells them that they're going to hear words whereby thou and all of his house shall be saved. The, the ver- Verse 15 goes on to say, And As I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. He tells them that they received the Holy Ghost the same way. The Holy Ghost fell the same way. And in verse 16, he says, Then remembered I the word of the Lord, how that he said, John indeed baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. For as much as uh, uh, then as God gave them the like gift as he did unto us, who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, what was I then that I could withstand him? What verse 17 is telling us is that if we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, the same thing is going to happen to us that happened to Peter, that happened to the rest of the disciples on the day of Pentecost. So we see a congruency as to uh, that Peter is saying that they received the Holy Ghost the exact same way. He says in verse 18, When they heard these things, they held their peace and glorified God, saying, Then hath God also to the Gentiles granted repentance unto life. What Peter was doing here was he was rehearsing what had happened to the Jews 
um, that were questioning why he even went to the Gentiles because the Jews weren't even supposed to be around the Gentiles. Uh, the Lord told him to go, nothing doubting. He went, and to his astonishment and the astonishment of the other uh, people that were called uh, those of the circumcision, which were the Jews, they watched God pour out the Holy Ghost on the Gentiles as well. If we go back and look at Acts chapter 10, the Bible does in uh, verses 1 through uh, 6 uh, tell us that Cornelius was visited by this angel. And he told him to call for one Simon, whose surname was Peter, which lodged with one Simon a tanner that lived by the sea. And he would tell him what thou oughtest to do. That's what uh, God told Cornelius to do, is send for Simon. And when when uh, the, the angel said, he will tell thee what thou oughtest to do, that word oughtest translates to the word must. And so as we look at these scriptures, we see that there is also another congruency. Uh, in Acts chapter 11, verse 14, it says, Who shall tell thee words whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved? That word shall there, if you look it up, translates to the word must. Hallelujah. He says, he says that these are words that are going to save you and that you have to do these things. It's not a maybe. It's a must. So when we take a look at Acts chapter 10 and the, uh, uh, the actual uh, happening of, of what Peter did when he went to Cornelius' house, if we look at verse 43 of Acts chapter 10, uh, uh, Peter is, is beginning to preach to them, and he says, To him give all the prophets witness that through his name, whose name, he's talking about Jesus, through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. As we look at this verse of scripture, we remember that Peter said on, uh, in the book of Acts chapter 2, on the day the Holy Ghost was poured out, in verse 38, he said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. So repentance and baptism in Jesus' name bring about uh, uh, remission or forgiveness of sins, because that's what the word remission means there. It's the same Greek word, ephesus. It means to have your sins forgiven. So when he says this, uh, he goes on to say, While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. In Acts chapter uh, 10, verse 45, he says, And they of the circumcision, that's the Jews, which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. You see, the Jews at that time didn't believe that the Gentiles could even receive uh, salvation. The Jews that still believe in the Old Testament to this day don't believe that salvation is for the Gentiles. But the Bible tells us that if you're a Gentile, you're not of Jewish descent, you don't have the, 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 the blood of a Jew in you, that you too can receive the Holy Ghost, you too can have salvation. And that's what the Bible is all about. Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost, and he wants you to be saved. And these are the words whereby you in all your house must be saved. He goes on to say in, in um, 
uh, verse 45, they of the circumcision which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. How do they know? Verse 46 says, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. That word for means because they knew that they'd received the Holy Ghost because they heard them speak with tongues. What was happening here? They had received the Holy Ghost the same way that uh, the Jews had received the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. Well, the Bible says in Acts chapter 2, verse 1, that there was a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting, and suddenly there appeared cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You have to understand that when this verse, uh, when you quote this verse, it doesn't say they received the gift of tongues. It says they received the gift of the Holy Ghost. The, uh, speaking in other tongues, the, the initial time that that you speak in other tongues is the evidence that God has filled you just like it says this is how they knew that they were filled with the Holy Ghost he goes on to say in verse 47 can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we those words as well as mean in the same manner that we received it they received it we spoke in tongues they spoke in tongues and in verse 48 the Bible says and he commanded Peter commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord then prayed they him to tarry certain days now in the old testament they call jehovah lord in the new testament they call jesus lord but the bible says there's only one lord one faith and one baptism if there's only one lord and they call jehovah lord in the old testament and they call jesus lord in the new testament then which one is the lord Well, if you take a look at Scripture, you will realize that Jesus Christ, the Bible says, is Lord of all. So when the Bible tells us that they were baptized in the name of the Lord in verse 48, it doesn't tell us that they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. But if you look at verse 36 of the same chapter, it says, The word which God sent unto him, unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. All. So Jesus is the Lord of the Old Testament manifest in flesh. He is Almighty God manifest in flesh. And as we come to know Him as the one true God manifest in the flesh, our relationship with Him grows even stronger. If we don't know who He is, how can you have a relationship with somebody when you don't know who they are? But the entire uh, 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 New Testament dispensation comes to us to help us to have a very intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and to understand who he is. He, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He told that to Philip. He, Jesus also said, I and my Father are one. He didn't say, I and my Father are two. He never said, I and my Father are three. He said, I and my Father are one. What he was saying is, we are inseparable. Just as one man can be both Father, Son, and have a human spirit, uh, um, Almighty God can be both Father, Son, and Spirit and be one being. Different manifestations of that one being, the word manifest, uh, means to be known or seen. So when, uh, Jesus said he, if you've seen him, you've seen the Father, you, what we, what he was saying was you've seen me manifested 
as the Son. You've seen the Father manifesting Himself as the Son. Now, some people say, well, how can God do that? Well, how can a man be uh, have a son and he goes over to his father's house, his son's with him. He is both father and son at the same time. He is a human being, he has a human spirit, so he's all father, son, and spirit all at one time. But you say that God, who created man, can't be father, son, and spirit all at the same time and only be one God. You need to understand this. From Genesis to Revelation, it it uh, declares that there is only one God. In the book of James, James said, You believe in one God, you do well. The devils believe and tremble. Why did they tremble? Because before they were kicked out of heaven, they were up in heaven with Jesus before the third of the angels were kicked out because of rebellion to God. And they knew who he was. They knew that there was only one God. They knew that there would only ever be one God. So when the devils believe in one God, they tremble. They know there's not more than one God. What God wants you to understand is that there is only one God. His name is Jesus. When you're baptized in Jesus' name, you're baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Because Jesus is the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Because Jesus has a spirit. It's a Holy Spirit. So if Jesus is holy, and he has a spirit, then Jesus is the Holy Spirit manifest in flesh. If Jesus, hallelujah, says, I and my Father are one, the reason he says that is because there's only one God. We call the Holy Ghost holy, but the Father is holy and the Father is a spirit. The Holy Ghost is holy and the Holy Ghost is a spirit. Does that mean there's two Holy Spirits in the Bible? No, there's only one. That's because the Father is holy and he's a spirit, which makes him the Holy Spirit. And uh, I'm not trying to... to um, um, offend anybody tonight, but if you believe there uh, is uh, something called a father who is totally separate from the son, and a son who is totally separate from the father and the Holy Spirit, the Bible never declares that. The Bible only declares that there is one God He is Father in creation, Son in redemption, the Holy Ghost in reconciliation. He was a, uh, he manifested himself as a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. He manifested himself as a rock in the wilderness where the water gushed out and, and, uh, began to, uh, uh, give water and sustenance to the children of Israel when they were walking across the desert. Almighty God has many manifestations, but there is only one of him. He only has one name. That's why Peter said on the day of Pentecost, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission or forgiveness of your sins. He didn't say some of you. He didn't say those of you that only believe that Jesus Christ is Jehovah God. He said every one of you. That includes you that are listening tonight. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, your sins are not totally forgiven. But Jesus came and died on the cross so he could shed his blood So that blood could be applied to your life when you are baptized in his name. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, I say this pretty much in a lot of churches, uh, the optimum words are, get her done. We are having revival 
uh, uh, at church this week, and I'm sure uh, Seth will give you the dates and the times, but if you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, and you're beginning to understand who Jesus is, why don't you come out and do what the Bible commands you to do? You won't be sorry. When you come up out of that water after the name of Jesus Christ is spoken over you when you're baptized in Jesus' name, you come up, every sin in your life is gone. Uh, uh, Ananias told uh, 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 Saul the same thing. This man Saul, who became Paul when they changed his name and wrote the majority of the books of the New Testament, uh, he said to Ananias, said to to Saul, and why tarriest, why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized, uh, uh, calling uh, and wash thy sins away, calling on the name of the Lord Jesus. Baptism is not a public confession of faith, as many people say it is. Baptism is to have your sins washed away. And if your sins are not washed away, you're going to be in trouble when you stand before God. Hallelujah. We're going to take a little break. We'll be back in just a few minutes and go on with this Bible study. Preacher man, preacher man, don't tell me no lies. That believe and you're saved, the junk which comes televised. That fable may make money for the fornicating jimmies. But the message of salvation is the one that you should give me. Tell it like it is, tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. Tell it like it is, tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. I was saved when I ate the dough God host But I've seen in the Bible that I need the Holy Ghost They said that I could get it with a tap on the head But first I've got to die so God can raise me from the dead Tell it like it is, tell it like it is I do not want to go to hell so tell it like it is Tell it like it is, tell it like it is I do not want to go to hell so tell it like it is priest and the prophet have erred through strong drink. They are swallowed up of wine. They err in vision. They stumble in judgment. For all tables are full of vomit and filthiness, so that there is no place clean. Tell me that I'm fine and should put away my fears. I bought that lie before it only cooped my ears. It's hypocrisy so thick that now I want to puke it. And I'm sorry, my friend, if that offends your hermeneutic. Tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. Tell it like it is, I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. Tell it like it is, so tell it like it is, I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. Tell it like it is, so tell it like it is, I do not want to go to hell, so tell it like it is. Tell it like it is, so tell it like it is. All right, we're back at the Tell It Like It Is show, and uh, we're going to tell it like it is so people don't go to hell. We want you to make heaven your home. We want you to spend eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to turn your attention back to Acts 2 and 38. Uh, as a matter of fact, we want to 
take it back a little farther to Acts 2 and 36. The Bible says, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ, which means both Jehovah and Messiah. Jesus is both Jehovah and Messiah. He is the one true God manifest in the flesh. The Bible says in verse 20 and 37, Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts. What were they pricked in their hearts about? That Jesus had been hung on a cross? No, they all knew that Jesus had been hung on a cross. They were pricked in their hearts because they realized that the one that they hung on the cross was both Lord and Christ, both Jehovah and Messiah. He has to be both Jehovah and Messiah because there is only one God. Hallelujah. Many manifestations, but only one God. He says, now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Again, that word shall translates to the word must. They realized they'd hung their Savior on a cross and they thought that they were lost forever. They said, men and brethren, what must we do? And then the Bible says, then Peter said unto them, repent, which means to change your way of thinking. Understand that Jesus was Jehovah God. He was your Savior. He was the one that robed himself in flesh and came down to shed his blood for the remission of your sins. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission or forgiveness of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He goes on to say, For the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call and with many other words did he testify and exhort saying save yourselves from this untoward generation what is this these are words whereby thou in all thy house shall be saved or must be saved as the scriptures uh, 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 portray to us he goes on to say, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Here's the kicker. These people gladly received the word and were baptized. I ask you, what will you do? Will you gladly receive the word of God? Will you reject the word of God? What do you want to do with your life? Because Jesus said, if you reject me, I will also reject you. I don't know about you. I don't want Jesus rejecting me. So I can't reject his word. Again, if we reject his word, we reject Jesus because Jesus is his word. You can't separate Jesus from being his word. The Bible says, as a man uh, thinketh in his heart, so is he. Hallelujah. If God, as God thinks, so is he. Only his words have been translated onto paper. So we can't reject these words or we reject Jesus. They go on to say, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. But the first thing it says they continued steadfastly in is the apostles' doctrine. So I want to ask you a question tonight. On this day, the first day that the New Testament church was born, what was the apostles' doctrine? The only thing it could have been was repent 
and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for this promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off even as many as the Lord our God shall call because these men had just been filled with the Holy Ghost and this is the first message of the New Testament dispensation. This is the first message that was ever preached to the New Testament church and this is these are the words whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved. So I want to take you to the book of Acts chapter 19 for a minute. Because we see some congruency in these scriptures as we uh, move through them. As the people of God go and preach and teach in different places, they came Keep, they, they seem to keep saying the same thing in Acts chapter 19. The Bible says in verse 1, And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? Now, he refers to them as believers because he says, Since you believe, so he acknowledged them as they are already believers. He says, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much has heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. These people didn't even know anything about the Holy Ghost. They'd never heard about the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, the infilling of the Holy Ghost. But uh, uh, Paul was uh, asking them, uh, you know, about whether, uh, you know, if they had received the Holy Ghost since they believed. And he said unto them in verse 3, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. You would think that if John baptized these people that would be a pretty valid baptism and in john's day it was before the holy ghost was poured out but the bible says then said paul john verily or truly baptized with the baptism of repent uh, with the baptism of repentance saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him that is on christ jesus verse 5 says when they heard this they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Remember this. The Bible lets us know in again in Acts chapter 10 verse 36. It says uh, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. So in Acts chapter 36, it tells us who the people were, what name they were baptized in when it says they were baptized in the name of the Lord because the name of the Lord is Jesus. The Bible says, and when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came upon, came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied, and all the men were about twelve. Now, I don't know why God didn't leave out two or three of these people, if not all of them needed to receive the Holy Ghost. But seeming they were believers and they believed what Paul had told them, they very readily received the Holy Ghost. They spoke in tongues when they received the Holy Ghost, just like they did on the day of Pentecost. And so there is a congruency in the Scriptures that when you receive the Holy Ghost, you speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. And everybody that actually had a baptism in the Bible... Anybody who there, there was an actual baptism in the Bible was baptized in Jesus' name. I want to take you back to the book of Acts chapter 16 for a minute because there's some really neat things in Acts chapter 16. 
The Bible says in verse 14, And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worshipped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened. Maybe it would be a good idea for us to pray that the Lord would open our hearts. Because it's very possible if the Lord hadn't opened her heart, she wouldn't be able to see this either. So God needs to open our hearts. He want, He's looking for those that are hungering and thirsting after righteousness. What's right? What the Word of God says, the Word of God is always right. So we have to make up in our minds that what we want is what's right. Not necessarily what people tell us, but the pure Word of God. Um, as we do this, we look, that, look and see that uh, the Lord op- uh, had uh, opened her heart. And she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. And then it says, and when she was baptized. Why does it say in when she was baptized? Because part of the words that Paul must have talked about were baptism. Again, baptism is not a public confession of faith. There was no public around when the Ethiopian eunuch was baptized in the desert. There was no public around when the jailer was baptized that was keeping Paul and Silas in jail after he'd, they'd been beaten with stripes. There was no uh, 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 a public around at that time. So baptism is not for a public confession of faith. The Bible says baptism doth now also save us. What are you talking about? We're talking about the words that thou in all thy house shall be saved. We're taking this straight out of the Bible, folks. You can come up with all kinds of things. Well, well. Brother Farron, I believe, so I'm saved. Well, what do you believe? Do you believe the Bible? The Bible says that when you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, as the Scriptures hath said, then out of your bellies shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit. This is what happens when the Holy Ghost fills you. And if you don't believe as the Scriptures say, you can say you believe. But that doesn't mean that you believe what the Word of God says. You have to believe what the Word of God says in order to be saved, in order to call yourself a believer. I know many people that call themselves believer. I say, really, what do you believe? Well, I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. What do you believe about the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you believe that he was Jehovah God? Do you believe that he was just some demigod? Do you believe that he's just Jehovah Junior? Well, the Bible declares him to be Almighty God manifest in the flesh. That's why before, in the book of Matthew chapter 28 and 19, when it tells us to be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, Jesus said, all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. When Jesus said all power in heaven and earth is given unto me, he was referring to might. That word power translates to the word might. Jesus was saying that all power in heaven and earth was given unto him. That meant at that time, if there was a separate Holy Ghost, and if there was a separate Father, they had absolutely no power because Jesus had it all, which makes them not co-equal. I want you to think about that for a minute. They can't be co-equal if Jesus has all the power and they have none at that time. But if they are one and the same, then there is no difference in power, folks, because there's only one God and he has all the power. When Jesus said, all power in heaven and earth is given unto me, what he was saying is, I am the Almighty. The Almighty, the El Shaddai of the Old Testament. We need to understand who Jesus is and as we understand who he is, the scriptures start to fall in place. Jesus wants you to know who 
who he is. He wants you to have the understanding that he is Jehovah God so that you understand that you need to be baptized in Jesus' name. As we look on, the Bible says, And when she was baptized and her household, she besought us, saying, If ye have judged me to be faithful. What does that mean? A believer. You see, what believers do, folks, is they get baptized because that's what the Bible tells believers to do. So if you call yourself a believer and you won't get baptized in the name that the Bible tells you to be baptized in, how can you call yourself a believer? You really can't. The problem is with that is people want to think they're saved when they hear certain things. They say, well, you know, I said the sinner's prayer. Well, there's no such thing in the Bible called the sinner's prayer, folks. It's a man-made concoction to try to get you to heaven in a way that is um, what I would call easy believism. Now, if you give your heart to God, that's a good thing. But... As you give your heart to God, you need to give the rest of yourself to God too. And if you give everything to Jesus, you'll do what his word tells you to do and get baptized in Jesus' name and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. We had three people today at church this morning who were uh, uh, filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance very clearly. God filled them with the Holy Ghost because they simply believed that this is what God has for them, so they received the Holy Ghost. Jesus wants you to have the same thing. As we look on, the Bible says, she said, If ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. Why? Because she said, If you think I'm a believer, stay here with me. I want to learn some more. And they, she constrained them because by her actions, she was declared a believer. Now, The Bible goes on to say in verse 16, And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying the same, followed Paul and said, uh, 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 followed Paul and us, and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. This demonic spirit was taunting Paul. He was taunting the men that were with him and mocking them and trying to uh, uh, mock them and uh, uh, cause the people to turn away from them because this spirit was saying, oh, well, they have the way of salvation. What we're telling you is they did have that way of salvation, and this is exactly what they taught and preached. So when Lydia got baptized, how do you think she was baptized? I'll tell you how she got baptized. She got baptized the same way Paul baptized the believers of John the Baptist. She got baptized in Jesus' name because the scriptures don't declare Paul baptizing any other way than in Jesus' name. What are we talking about? We're talking about words whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved. If we look a little farther, we see the conversion of the jailer who kept Paul and Silas in jail. The Bible says that Paul and Silas prayed at midnight. 
there was a sound from heaven, or, or there was a shaking, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loose, and the keeper of the prison, in verse 27 of Acts chapter 16, the Bible says, and the keeper of the prison awakened out of sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried out with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ in all thy, uh, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in all thy house. So the man said, Okay, I'm a believer. I'm saved now, right? Let's read on. And they spake unto him the words of the Lord. Now wait a minute. Why would they have to speak everything else to him if all they, all this, this jailer has to do is say, I believe? Why do they have to say anything? Why, why, why not just call yourself a believer and throw your Bible in a trash can? It's because just saying you're a believer doesn't do anything. You have to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as the scriptures hath said. As we look at this, we see that uh, 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 he brought them out. He, they tell him to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord, and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night, and washed their stripes, and was baptized he in all his straightway. Now, if all he had to do was say, well, I'm a believer. Why did he go get baptized? Because the Bible says, Baptism doth now also save us. And these are the words which thou in all thy house shall be saved. We're going to take another little break right here. We'll be back in a few minutes. And one day 
evolution stuff. So I stood right up and I said, God's word is true. My teacher did not know what to do. It seemed like he was shaking in his shoes. Though he knew I meant no harm, he took me by the arm and said, Son, what religion are you? One God, apostolic, tongue, tongue, and holy, rolling, born again, heaven bound, believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name. I've been washed in the blood, sanctified by the Spirit, sir, I believe in holiness, and I suggest that you to do the same. I was set free at a Pentecostal altar on my knees, would you pardon me if I'm not ashamed? To be a one God, apostolic, tongue, tongue, and holy, rolling, born again, heaven bound, believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name. Now, on the job, I never say a word. I figure they all know I go to church But when my boss man called me in For a tonic and some gin I began to think Perhaps he hasn't heard So I said, no sir I am not the drinking kind Excepting for a thing they call new wine Woo! Cause he lost his cigar smoke It seemed like he would choke I proceeded to explain it one more time I'm at one God, apostolic tongue, talking, holy, rolling, born again, heaven bound, believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name. I've been washed in the blood, sanctified by the Spirit, brother, I believe in holiness, and I suggest that you will do the same. I was set free at a Pentecostal or on my knees, would you pardon me if I'm not ashamed? To be a one God, apostolic tongue, talking, holy, rolling, born again, heaven bound, believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name. Now I can sing until I'm out of breath. From playing this harmonica to death I could use up all my brains Till nothing much remains But there's one thing I'm praying I don't forget Cause last night at that Walmart where I shop A preacher in a pickup truck yelled Stop! Right there and tell me straight Are you still saved and in the truth? Well I shouted back across that Welcome back to the Tell It Like It Is show This is Bill Farron setting in for Pastor Bob Simons. We're going to finish this up in just the next few minutes. So I want to take your attention back to the book of Acts chapter 1. And the Bible lets us know that there were some people in the upper room. And it it, uh, tells us at one point there was 120 of them. But it also lets us know that uh, it mentions some names of certain people that were in the upper room the, when the Holy Ghost was poured out, the Bible says in Acts chapter 1, verse 12, Then returned they unto Jerusalem from the mount of called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room where abode both Peter and James and John, Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon Zelotes, and Judas the brother of James, these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. So these people are all in the upper room. These, it gives us an account of some of the people who were in the upper room when the Holy Ghost was poured out. And in chapter 2, verse 1, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. 
And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire that sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with and to, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The Bible says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. That includes Jesus' mother. Mary was a tongue talker. Jesus' mama Mary was a tongue talker. It says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. So I have a question for you tonight. If Jesus' mama Mary needed the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. What about you? Do you need the same experience that she had with the Holy Ghost filling her? Can you get to heaven without it when it sure seems like she needed it as well? You have to ask yourself these questions because uh, heaven's for eternity, folks but so is the lake of fire. You can't play games with your eternity. I've met people that say, well, bless God. My mama was a Baptist. My daddy was a Baptist. I'm a Baptist. They died a Baptist, and I'm going to die a Baptist. Uh, My mama was a Presbyterian. She was born a Presbyterian. I was born a Presbyterian, and I'm going to die a Presbyterian. Can I tell you something, folks? I don't know if my father was ever anything, but I'm not following anybody to the lake of fire. And if your family has passed away, uh, you, you, you people get upset because they don't know if they uh, agree with these scriptures. They they go, well, that you're saying that my family isn't saved. No, I'm not saying your family is saved or not saved. I'm not their judge. I'm telling you what the scriptures say. We have to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as the scriptures has say. You say, well, Brother Farron, you're trying to be their judge. No, but I would tell you that you need to stop being their judge. Because you don't know where they are. Nobody will know until we get there. Because see, people can have secret sins. They can have secret flaws that can keep them out of heaven. So if we stop trying to play judge, then we don't put people in heaven or in hell. We just do what the book tells us to do. And as we do that, we find grace in the eyes of God. We find uh, a favor with God because we do what God tells us to do we come obedient become obedient and submitted to the scriptures and as we do that uh our life uh is transformed in great and marvelous ways one of the last things i want to share with you because paul was part of these things that we talked about tonight and and uh he had uh baptized people and uh he had uh he had done some of these things but I want to look at Acts chapter 9 at the beginning of Paul's conversion. Before they called him Paul, they called him Saul. In Acts chapter 9, verse 1, the Bible says, And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priests and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light, the Bible says, from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Now this is a struggle for me. 
these words that are written are written in red. They acknowledge that they are the words of Jesus. Now, Saul was a Jew. The Jews are uh, monotheistic people. They only believe in one God. Therefore, they believe that their Messiah would be their Jehovah manifest in flesh because there can only be one God in their minds. You need to understand this tonight. The Jews are not going to accept two gods. They're not going to accept three gods because the Shema says, Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. In the Hebrew, it says, Hero Israel, the Lord is God. The Lord is one, not two, not three, just one. And they knew that their Messiah would be Jehovah God. So Saul is uh, is wondering what's going on here. He sees this light above from heaven. Now, my wife and I have spent about a year and a half in the Middle East. We've spent uh, a total of about 14 months in the country of Jordan. And when you go out in the country of Jordan in the middle of the summertime and that sun is beating down on the back of your head, it feels like it's going to bore a hole through your head. So Saul sees this light. It's above the brightness of the sun. He's going to Damascus. Uh, he says it's above the brightness of, uh, of the sun. It's a light from heaven. And uh, so as he journeys, he, he hears this voice saying, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he gets confused and he says, Who are you, Lord? When Saul said, who are you, Lord, the only thing he could have been saying is, who are you, Jehovah, because he didn't believe in Jesus. And he got the surprise of his life when the Lord answered and said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Now, Jesus just tells Saul that he is Jehovah God. He knows that Jehovah God's name is Jesus. But in verse 6, the Bible says, And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? He knows his name is Jesus, and he still refers to him as Adonai. What will you have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And Ananias told him to arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord Jesus. What are we saying? The way you get your sins washed away, the only biblical way, is to arise and be baptized, and have your sins washed away, calling on the name of the Lord. God bless you all tonight. Again, we're having some services up at church. If you see your need to be baptized in Jesus' name or filled with the Holy Ghost, come on out. Jesus wants to fill you. Pastor Bob wants to step in here for just a minute, so we're going to turn this over to him. Hello, everyone. Pastor Bob here. It's been such a pleasure to have Brother Farron on the radio tonight. And I just wanted, I asked for a few minutes at the end of the broadcast just to make sure that I give a personal invitation to all of you to come to the special services. Um, Brother Farron is a, an evangelist that travels all over the country and even all over the world, really, and and has a great ministry um, of healing and, and people receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And so we want you to come this Monday night, tomorrow night, at 
at 105 7th Avenue West at our church. Tuesday night in Beach at the Beach Community Center, Brother Farron will be there. He and his wife ministering there at 7.30 in Beach at the Beach Community Center, and then back in Dickinson Wednesday night at 7.30, and we all want you to come. And before we close the broadcast tonight, I did get, did get some texts tonight during the broadcast, and um, there's a, a couple named Robert and Danielle that have a niece that's a heroin addict. They want us to pray for her, and then also uh, there's a man from our church that's very sick, Lynn Lidstrom. He's in the hospital here, uh, has has a bad cancer that we need to to have God heal. If God doesn't heal, he's not going to make it, and we need to pray for him. So let tonight as we close this um, broadcast, we're going to close it in prayer. Lord Jesus, God, I ask you to touch the listening audience, God, that's been listening tonight. God, I pray that you would, if they've heard truth, Lord, that they've never heard before, that you'll help them, God, to walk in this truth, God, to be baptized in the name of Jesus, God, to receive the Holy Ghost, whatever step that they need to make towards you, God pray that they would do this tonight and we do pray god for lynn tonight for healing and we pray for this niece of robert and danielle's tonight for healing or for deliverance from this addiction god we just ask you to do a great work in this dickinson area lord and people filled with the holy ghost in this last day we just pray in the name of jesus thank you so much for listening god bless you next sunday night Uh, we have another special guest elder brother star from from the uh, Minot Church is going to tell us some stories of starting churches in Alaska. And uh, he's an older man that's been a pastor for many years. He'll be with us next week on the Tell It Like It Is radio show. God bless you folks. Good night.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.